that comparison when you go well I don't look like them um can then lead to dissatisfaction and shame around your own body and then you become more critical and less accepting Hello and welcome back to another episode of Understanding Living, the podcast. I'm your host, Scarlett Gilbert, Registered Associate Nutritionist. Today I'm joined with Lucy Joy, a Registered Associate Nutritionist, and we'll be talking all things body image. Uh, This is mine and Lucy's uh, favourite topic. Um, So we're going to touch on things such as what even is body image, um, the body positivity movement, and some things that can affect body image and what we can do to improve it. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Uh, thank you so much Lucy for joining us um, today so obviously we're going to talk about body image and all that good stuff so if you just want to first just like go in and just explain like what is it we actually mean when we talk about body image sure and thank you for having me this is very exciting it's my first podcast um so uh so like broadly speaking from like a research perspective uh body image refers to like four different aspects that are related to your appearance Uh, So this is your thoughts, your perceptions, your feelings and your behaviours. So if we were to put an example onto each one of these, uh, your thoughts could be, you know, I think I am fat. Um, Your perception is looking in a mirror and seeing a picture which is bigger than you actually are. And then the feelings from that, you could feel shame and embarrassment around your body And then your behaviours as a result of that could be avoiding going to social situations or going to the gym for what your body looks like. Um, Mm. So that's that's like the research side of it. But I was thinking about this question and and I think body image is fairly objective and I think it means different things to different people. So I was wondering, like, what do you think Mm. when you think of the term body image? Yeah, I think, like you said, body image is so subjective. It's definitely down to what that person thinks individually. So like what I think for me, body image is kind of how I like kind of like what you said there, like how I think mainly for me, it's about how I think and feel about my body. Mm -hmm. So when I'm having a bad body image day, it typically tends to be like um, thoughts about my body. And I typically point out like flaws in the mirror. I don't know if you ever do that. I'm sure everyone's done that, but that's the main thing. I think of when I think of like bad body image it's, it's always I'm looking at the things ruminating I guess is the main thing just like constantly overthinking things pinpointing things that might not actually even be that big of a deal yeah. um to me or anyone else in the world <laughs> they typically aren't anyway it tends to be things that you're just like focusing in on you see yeah yeah you're just like hyper aware like um I always used to be really aware of my dark circles I'm not wearing any makeup today and they're not really there but for some reason they were just like a massive thing that I was really um aware of so to in my eyes they were like pitch black mm. on my face and like really garing and even if I wore makeup but nah it's definitely more like like you said it's definitely a um it's more of a mental thing which I think people sometimes don't think of they think body image is how you look yeah it's I think sometimes you ever get that but it's definitely more psychological than what I think people think it is definitely yeah um yeah so yeah so just moving on so that's kind of like what body image is and like the broad sense so things that kind of like cause 
bad body image like what would you say like the main things that can make us have bad body image yeah so I think um there are many different factors as is with any issue Mm. we have um, with our bodies um and I think we can Mm. sort of break it down into sort of different areas um when we think about body image and the impact it can have on our eating um there's been a lot of research in this and one of the key research I'm going to be a bit of a geek now and type studies and stuff <laughs> that's fine do it. Um, yeah, do it. so there's this key research model um which explored the link between body image and eating disturbances in mm. adolescent girls and they found um there are three main influences so your your parents your peers and the media and I think it's called the tripartite mm. model and then they I've never heard of this so this is interesting I'm learning yeah stuff. Oh, um, I'm sorry and then they also then found that there are two mediating mechanisms that also affect it which is um mm. internalization of the thin ideal and um an appearance comparison so when you think um if we go back mm. to like the parents you know if you grow up in a household where your parents put a real um focus on what you look like and how they may have issues with what they look like as well it can end up sort of projecting and then when you think like when we were at school um I think especially for girls it can be a really hostile environment um Mm. when we then link it in with this ideal of what we're supposed to look like um and you know having this thin ideal um is so detrimental I think especially for women um because we we end up looking at this ideal and um perceiving this as the expectation for our own bodies um and then we use it as a tool to evaluate our own self-worth and our own attractiveness Mm -hmm. because we don't look like this thin wealthy influencer yeah no I agree I think I was talking to one of my clients the other day about this and I was just saying to her like the thin ideal if anyone who doesn't know what the thin ideal is it's basically idealizing thinness and typically when you think of like this thin ideal I'm sure everyone has a picture of their head to what they mean by like an attractive thin person typically stereotypically blonde thin with the um the typically like an athletic type body rather than um anything else so that's what we mean when we talk about the thin ideal so I was saying to her like it's shit because unfortunately society has got us thinking that this is the only way that we can look and it's like there's so many things out there so many different body types out there which are naturally occurring so it's crazy that we are then all pinned down to look like this one type of person and it's just yeah makes me really angry (laughs) that's when I think about it of course but then you think about how it's like this shape-shifting thing as well because this this thin ideal changes over time as well when you think back to the 90s and you think about like the heroin chic sort of era where you had to be really really skinny emaciated bodies and then we have seen a shift into this sort of Kim K figure um yeah the slim thick yeah which is still unattainable for a lot of people Mm -hmm. when you think that for some people they've had to undergo surgery to look this way to fit this picture and then it's like what's it going to be next are we you know Mm -hmm. you're you're never going to fit into this really narrow box that society is trying to put us into so 
it's just a it's a it's a race that you're just never going to finish because the the end line just always gets changed yeah exactly the like you said like that body type that always seems to be like in fashion because it is like 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 this time around it's the slim thick thing like some people physically can't get there based on their genetics like their body no matter how much I um there's one person I follow on Instagram um the food medic Hazel Mm. Dr Hazel Wallace I love her but she was um talking about once when the slim thick and like growing a bum became like in fashion she was talking about how she was like I've never had a big bum I've like no matter how many hip thrusts I do and how heavy I can lift those things I'll net I can't grow my ass no matter what I do so that's not based on anything that I'm doing myself that's because of my genetics like it's very hard for me to grow my lower body but my upper body I can grow really quickly so it's like this whole constant thing of one our genetics don't necessarily even let us our bodies change in that way that we want them to um and two they're just very attainable and by the time that you've got there it's always kind of like that thing of like um you always have to be bigger and better so like you're always gonna like once you've reached that goal which is the whole point of like weight loss which is why it's stupid to have like a weight loss goal because once you get there you're then going to be like okay now let's do it even lower so no matter how far you get and how and when you hit that goal you're still not going to think it's good enough once you're there um you're never going to be satisfied and then I think when you bring in the idea of the appearance comparison you're then going to go well I'm I don't look as um as toned as this person or I don't look mm-hmm. like her so I need to then keep going and I think yeah I think appearance comparison is a massive oh yeah issue with our body image um mm-hmm. and um there's this the theory of like comparison came out in like the 1950s and mm. they basically oh, said that old. it's so old this is what I think yeah. is really interesting and I'll, I'll come on to it but um mm-hmm. They basic Festinger, I think his name was, he basically said that we have this innate desire to compare ourselves to other people in order to mm-hmm. determine our own self-worth. And mm-hmm. they say that you compare yourself in an upward comparison. So um, usually focusing on your body weight, size and shape to someone who we perceive to be like superior. So we think mm-hmm. of the people who we see in the media, Instagram, like the influencers and stuff. So that comparison, when you go, well, I don't look like them, um can then lead to dissatisfaction and shame around your own body and then you become more critical and less accepting and Mm. what I think is so interesting is that this was this came up around in the 1950s when social media didn't even exist so we are living on this platform of constant comparison all the time yeah I think that's one thing I don't know and probably you do the same when you're working with with your clients I always tell mine diversify your feed like your Instagram feed don't follow just one type of body type there's like you said there's so much research which goes into this which suggests like if you follow one type of person that is like the ideal or something that you look up to just one body type you're just bombarded with thoughts like that therefore you think everyone looks like that when actually it's just media and I think especially now with the fact that we're in um pandemonium like everyone's just spending all their time on social media and on the internet and stuff doom yeah. scrolling yeah like scrolling all the time like the, the amount of hours my average time on my phone I mean I run my business on my phone so it makes sense but Jesus Christ it's like nine hours like my average time on my phone is like nine hours which is horrendous oh. so imagine if all on my feed I just have those hashtag fitspo people on there and I wasn't delving into all these other things and didn't have such a vast array of different people on my 
Instagram or something, like that would fuck up my head. Like that would fuck anyone's head up. I don't think. Um, like you said, it's yeah. that up for comparison. So it's just crazy. Absolutely. And I think there is such a huge body expectation, and like that has gone back to I don't know the, the beginning of time when us we have put our mm-hmm. self worth based on what we look like. It's like some mm-hmm. sort of like social currency that we have to look a certain way in order to be accepted because we as humans don't want to we want to conform we want to look a certain way because we want to fit in yeah like when you were saying about like the whole like we want to be accepted thing um I don't know if you've done any uh know about the 10 I'm sure you do the 10 principles of body image one of them is perceived acceptance of others so one of the main things when it comes Mm -hmm. to our body image and what affects us so much is how we think other people see us so while that is such a stupid thing to think like, because body image is for you, it's like yourself, you work on yourself. So it's like, it's weird to think like, oh, body image is all yourself. And then to think like that one of the main principles of body image is perceived acceptance by others, like how you look to others. But that's like you said, when it comes to having all those, like your peers and stuff, like having people around you who kind of have like a similar um mind frame yeah attitude yeah exactly so it's kind of like it's that thing so like having people around you that like agree with you um and aren't fat phobic don't stigmatize when it comes to weight race whatever because then that has such a major impact on you if you're then in that minority group or even if you're not because then you'll just be thinking oh that means I can't ever my body can't ever change from what it is because otherwise I won't be accepted so I think that's such an important point that um while body image is about how we view ourselves it's also important to think of who we surround ourselves with because they have such a major impact um on us really yeah I, I agree and I think that um a really interesting thing to come out of like the positive mm. body image research is that people who choose to surround themselves around people who are trying to foster a positive body image they found that people if you surround yourself with people who accept and are positive towards themselves, that can then make you feel positive about yourself. They call it um, reciprocity. Oh, God. I can't say the word. Yep. That, yep. 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 Got it. That word. <laughs> so being, being in an environment and surrounding yourselves with people who are accepting of their bodies can then help you to accept your own. And I think that's, that's yeah. an amazing thing. And and then equally, when you think about our where we are maybe at the moment, where we are in living in a place where people aren't mm. so accepting of your bodies, you can see how that reciprocity also works. Because people, and especially if you think about um, fat, you know, fat talk in um, mm. work environments oh, yeah. and stuff, or when people, when people are like, "Oh, I hate my thighs. I need to go on a mm. diet." Blah blah blah, and people yeah. bond on this negative self-talk mm-hmm. and again it comes back to that like acceptance because if they're all saying oh I want to lose weight on a diet oh you know let's go to the gym together yeah. we can work on it it becomes mm-hmm. a social thing but in the long run it's it can be so damaging yeah I did a podcast um I think this one the I can't remember what episode it is now but it's about uh, talking about um, intuitive movement with one of my um, friends who's an intuitive she's a PT and she's hazel lined and does intuitive movement and stuff and she was talking we were just talking about how um when it comes to like 
diet culture and all that nonsense when you have friends that go to the gym well yes it's really social like it's like it can also then cause you to have a really bad relationship with the gym because you see it as while you're there with your friends obviously you're going to push each other because it's just what happens when you're at the gym you want to be better than your friend or you want to like go really hard with that with them then it's kind of like while it has this social aspect it then can take away the fact that you're spending all your time in the gym because you think because you're going with friends you're socializing when actually you're spending seven eight Mm. eight days seven days in the gym (laughs) no eight days seven days like a week in the gym and while yes you've made friends there you're actually then missing all of the other side of social interaction because you're just spending all your time in the gym so that's when it can become toxic but like we said that's been talked about in another episode so we won't touch on that too much but um diet culture is a major thing when it comes to body image oh yes <laughs> diet culture the bane of our lives <laughs> so yeah yeah especially as uh sort of non-diet nutritionists mm. um where do we even begin with diet culture yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think for people mm-hmm. listening you know for people who maybe don't know diet culture it's this mm. idea that um that diet culture leads us to believe that you are you know more moral and worthy and healthy based on your body size and again it comes back to that idea of tying your self-worth to your appearance so Mm -hmm. the only way to fit in to this perfect healthy successful wealthy mold is to shrink yourself and again it then brings into that sort of unattainable standards of beauty because if we don't then look this way um Mm. then you internalize this body shame and then diet becomes the answer it's the the solution to the problem that has been made by the diet industry and diet culture in Mm. the first place yeah exactly like one thing that I always say is that weight stigma is the backbone of diet culture so well whenever I talk to my clients about diet culture and like ditching the dieting mentality I always say to them yeah we're gonna have to learn about weight stigma and for us we're both so we're both like thin women so um for us to be talking about weight stigma we we never we never receive it so we're on the positive side of things so um it's still important that we talk about it I always think I never ever talk about any of this without bringing up weight stigma and like the privilege that I have because it would be wrong I feel like it'd be wrong for me to not acknowledge my privilege in this um absolutely area but and I think as well um I was listening to a a body image podcast and they were talking about like weight stigma and body image and they were saying that you can't love yourself out of societal oppression Mm -hmm. which I thought was quite good because you can't love yourself you can't love a body that everyone around you has been taught to hate yeah exactly and that's that's where it becomes like harder for people who are in like a bigger body and do experience like weight stigma because they're then being demonized in the media um they're being told all these horrible things um when it comes to their weight and how they look they get like death threats on people if they're like publicly like yes I don't know if any of you followed any big like influencer on um social media who is fat positive and who is like does see themselves in a fat body then like they will get (laughs) death threats in their dms just because they're like yeah I accept my body 
And it's just mm-hmm. like, why is that so crazy? But then if a thin person, this is very good, this is really angry. When a thin person does this, they're praised. And it just blows my mind. I'm just like, what yeah. is the literal difference? Just one person, unfortunately, is seen in society as lesser than when they're not. And it's just, mm-hmm. drives me mad. Yeah, you get it. it, it like, mm-hmm. It's like on a scale, isn't it? It's like a scale of mm-hmm. oppression, which like the, the larger you get, the more oppressed and angry yeah. people become at you. And then if you're trying to say, you know, my body, I accept mm-hmm. my body the way I am, then you know you're you're not healthy you're um you're glorifying quote quoting obesity um and it's just just non-stop I well I feel angry in my like myself when I when I see things like this but I can't imagine like the anger the fear the hurt that people who do experience like weight stigma feel like every single day like I can't um even imagine like luckily I'm um, very lucky to be talking to um, Dr Natasha Lamy the Fat Doctor UK about weight stigma I'm really excited for that conversation um, so that's going to be very exciting because she experiences so much weight stigma on her um, platform and it's just like it's crazy yeah and I think it's really mindful that we really do hold space mm. for people who are in larger bodies to tell their story mm. about weight stigma as well because what happens and um, that people who are in larger bodies who want to tell their experiences of mm. weight stigma it, it can be that they then get um it gets overthrown by smaller people yeah. talking about experiences of their experiences but you're not putting you're not giving the space out to people who need to their voices to be heard yeah exactly and this brings us really nicely onto like the next question which is what is a body posi- body positive movement and why do people say that thin people can't take place in this yeah so um when we think about the body positive movement and this was like a social movement that happened in the 60s mm. and um it was predominantly black women who um orig- it originated from who um wanted to find acceptance in their bodies and also help other marginalized bodies as well as disabled um, bodies as well to you know fight back bring back their bodies and find their acceptance Mm -hmm. and also protest like the discrimination and lack of access to for people who were in living in these larger bodies so that's where it began Um, and then when we fast forward now I think body positivity has become a big buzzword in social media and the media as well um you think about the amount of companies that have sort of co-opted this uh, message for the body positive movement and it's been completely monetized Mm. and politicized by brands and public figures as well and as a result people who first began this movement are then being left out of the conversation Mm. because a lot of these public figures are white thin women Mm. who still fit these standards of society yeah so there's still you know you know they may it may it can be a brave thing to show your roles and you know show that you're accepting of your body Mm. like that's that's great but we have to be mindful that this is the platform that is for women who are marginalized mm-hmm. and they they need to have that again it brings back to having that voice and having that space to be able to to share yeah. their stories yeah exactly I um 
whenever I talk about body positivity to anyone, I say, if you're in a thin body, don't use body positivity, use body neutrality or body confidence because everyone does experience body image issues, no matter what your size. So it's not like we're saying to you, no, you can't be proud of your body and you can't be proud of the fact that you don't care about your roles or you can't have insecurities. That's not what we're saying, but body positivity Mm. was made as a movement a fat acceptance movement by black women so for them to have thin white women the complete opposite people to then take that space we're seen everywhere Mm -hmm. thin white women you can see absolutely everywhere in media we don't need Mm -hmm. to then take up this little portion of the internet which wasn't even made for us we don't need to then um flood it with our images and our body acceptance messages because our bodies are already accepted the way that we um talk about things and for us to sit there and say like oh I don't like my roles well that like I said before like will be praised but people who are in a bigger body will then just be um shot down for it so we why who are we to take up their space when that was their space to begin Mm -hmm. with it's just yeah absolutely wrong I agree (laughs) and then I think it's it's important to highlight that there is a nuance and there is a difference between body positivity and positive body body image. image yeah um so when we think about um, body positivity, this is a social movement, um, but positive body image, that refers to the like overarching feeling of respect and love for your body, mm. despite its imperfections. And everyone, everyone can strive towards a positive body image. Mm. You know, it's a feeling of love and appreciation and respect and like feeling more connected to your body, which I think that a lot of people are disconnected because we're having to follow these rules to fit in and look a certain way and follow these diet rules Mm. in order to to fit in um and so a positive body image can help shifting you from um body dissatisfaction so hating your body Mm -hmm. um to somewhere that's a little bit more balanced and sort of complete Mm. yeah and I think as well when we're we're talking about body positivity a positive body image sorry um it's important to remember that not everyone is going to be in love with themselves all the time yeah or even get to the place where they're like yeah I really love my body not everyone can get there and that's completely fine body positivity can just be if you can't strive for positive body image strive for body neutrality and that's basically no strong feelings about your body so for some people who have had serious trauma who have had a lot of um bad experiences in life around their body going from a place of deep hate to then as society wants us to think deep love the complete Mm. opposite and that may seem so unattainable and for them that can then obviously just make them feel even worse about themselves because they're there like I can't love myself I must be broken as a human just like no you've just dealt with a lot of shit like you've survived be proud of yourself but let's try and create a more positive or neutral um body image and even just getting to a place where your thoughts and preoccupation with your body just isn't in your mindset all the time like you have yeah space to think about other things that are completely unrelated to your body just going out in the world and not even thinking about it just you know admiring the outside world and beginning to appreciate your surroundings and you know again connect back and I think yeah what you've made a really good point about what you were saying as well is that 
you can have a we can strive for a positive body image but it doesn't mean that you don't also have like a, a negative one as well like you can have both mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and an example I thought of trying to explain this is that you know I don't like in the summer when it's really hot outside and my legs my thighs will chafe um mm, and it can no, yeah. be really uncomfortable and mm-hmm. that is something that I used to really hate about myself but then when we then so you can have that body dissatisfaction but then you also think from the more positive end is that although they chafe and it is uncomfortable I can still appreciate that my legs allow me to carry me through the world and um they still allow me to exist and also cycling shorts now exist so <laughs> I found, yeah. <laughs> so yeah I don't know if that, that analogy sort of makes any sense no it does completely I think that's so I've already touched upon a little bit about the 10 uh principles of body image one of them like you mentioned here with this example is uh she says it's gone out of my head body appreciation and basically like gratitude towards your body so while you can still be uncomfortable with certain things in your body like you've mentioned there you can still appreciate everything that it does for you yeah that's completely fine you can be both uncomfortable yet still appreciative of yourself um I know that's hard and it's a bit of an oxymoron Mm. I feel for some people maybe think it's a bit of an oxymoron but is that the right word oxymoron I think so yeah it's just yeah it's I don't know it's it's reframing them them thoughts or even just you know Mm. tagging it on the end you know being like I don't like this but if we can then think of something more positive Mm. and appreciate you know our functionality or appreciate our body for what it is then it takes Mm. that negative power off it so um how can we then obviously like improve our body image because obviously we've talked about what it is um why it can be so bad so what is it that people can actually do to help like improve it yeah so um I think it comes back to these like shifting these perceptions and body related thoughts that we've just sort of touched Mm upon um and I think a good way is to when you have that sort of negative self-talk chatter in your brain that I think is very common for people to have you know if you're putting on a pair of jeans and you're looking in the mirror and you're like oh I look horrible don't even get me started with women's clothing sizes oh yeah that's a, a hard like, <laughs> yeah but a size 12 in in the same my sister once bought jeans two pairs of jeans from the same shop same size completely different yeah and I'm sure the that was the same and I'm sure that the changing room lighting um does something to oh, like yeah. hit in a certain way that you're just like <laughs> what is this (laughs) but when you're having when you're having a situation where you're looking in a mirror and you're going like oh my body is disgusting Mm. just even sort of taking a step back and rather than saying I look disgusting going you know I'm having the thought that I look disgusting just placing that in front of it of the statement can Mm. actually help disconnect this idea that the thought you're having is a fact when actually it's not Mm. it's just a thought that you're having it doesn't mean that it's true um and that can sort of help you to disconnect from from that yeah um I've digressed a little bit there but um another thing to do as well um is engaging in physical activity which Mm -hmm. um and I think like you said you touched on um 
gentle movement and stuff in your other podcast as well but there's been some really interesting studies that have found that women have reported higher levels of body appreciation um when belly dancing compared with women oh. that had never um engaged in belly dancing which i thought was quite a cool That's study cool. yeah um that's such a weird thing to do a study on belly dancing yeah i think it comes back to because it's one of these um activities that sort of bring in like the embodiment and sort of Mm. that connection it's that real body connection sort of exercise yeah and um and also like incorporating movement that is fun and challenging and it's just you just enjoy it as opposed to exercising for the sake of shrinking your body um mm-hmm. and changing your body um it can help to emphasize that body function and promote you know gratitude like I never used to really enjoy running but mm. now like if even if I do like 10 minutes and I'm like right that's it I'm still like wow my body's just done that like that is amazing yeah it doesn't have to be a lot it just no just something but yeah just and it helps to sort of promote greater gratitude towards your body mm as well um and then another one is um to be a bit more media savvy I think we sort of touched upon this as well and choosing to reject images and unfollowing people that show these images if you're looking at a picture of someone and you're it's making you feel bad about yourself cut it out unfollow it put it in a bin it's as easy as that um yeah and diversifying it to also contain other non-appearance-based media as well. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a really cool, there's a really cool study as well that found that choosing to consume non-appearance-based media, so like documentaries or information mm. shows, you know, like David Sorry. Abra, um, it helps to reduce that appearance mm. comparison and thin ideal internalization. Um, Because obviously, if you're watching that, you're probably not comparing yourself to like a polar bear, yeah, (laughs) or a penguin, (laughs) or a penguin, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And it it also can that that can then in the long run lead to higher body appreciation Mm. as well. I just thought that was a really cool study. (laughs) Yeah, I think there was another uh, kind of similar, but this is back in the day when um, the old old study when like social media wasn't a thing. It's to do with like magazines. Um, They looked at they had people look at. thin ideal um non like some thin ideal stuff like towards the end and then none at all and then they like judged their um body image before and after seeing the images and like you said like those who looked at the non-appearance related media had a better body image compared to those that looked at just like the thin ideal yeah um one so that's a reminder to all you people to branch out a bit watch because it's nice to have motivation quotes quotes um for some things but if that's all you're looking at then and you have bad body image it's important to think to yourself okay maybe I should change some things out but (laughs) take a break yeah and I think again um that then brings on to another way that helps really foster your positive body image as well is just disconnecting from your phone and being outside Mm. like get into nature like it's found that being out in nature can really help to elevate your body appreciation and your functionality and mm. this has been found across multiple cultures as well because um, you know it helps you to distance yourself both mentally and physically from mm. these this sort of appearance focused world that we find ourselves in 
um mm. you're probably not checking your instagram feed whilst you're out if you're out on a nice walk with your yeah, friends yeah. um and also it gives you that opportunity to like look at your surroundings you know appreciate the trees and look at the ducks and mm. appreciate you know the noises around you as well rather than just mm. focusing on your phone the screen mm. yeah i think especially now we're that we're in a pandemic like so many people are obviously like on their screens all day stuck at home all day so not only will going outside and this is the thing that's important to remember I think when people think of going for a walk in their head they think to themselves I have to go out for like an hour Mm. and I can't I have to be out for like half I have to do a half an hour walk I have to do an hour walk if I don't do anything but that then it's pointless when actually just going out just even stepping outside not even going anywhere stepping outside your front door for five minutes Mm. just taking a breather some deep breaths and going back in can have such an amazing impact on your mental health and on your body image like just to give you that couple seconds to be like okay just to feel the air as well and you know just take a minute to look at your surroundings it may literally just Mm. be a road with some cars but it's still (laughs) still something yeah Yeah, it's like I'm so grateful that I can it might be sunny so it might be nice when you're watching the uh the sun or some birds or something flying around the cars (laughs) so a couple of seagulls yeah yeah yeah. we have seagulls they're brilliant (laughs) yeah exactly so um and I guess so just reading your notes here your final point that you put in is obviously promoting positive body image to others if you want to explain yeah so that that comes back to um just choosing to surround yourself with people who hold or are striving to hold this positive body image um Mm. so it comes back to that idea of reciprocity that I can't say um yeah so surrounding yourself with people who are trying to appreciate their bodies um can have Mm. a knock-on effect on you as well and then you you know just create this big encompassing bubble of people who are appreciating themselves and I think that can be physically like within your um physical environment so your friends and your family Mm. but also curating that positive community online as well um yeah I think there is a real community of promoting you know body acceptance and stuff there as well especially when I think about like the non-diet community as nutritionists Mm. I think it's it does cultivate this real nice bubble and you find somewhere where you really fit in and feel feel quite accepted Mm. Yeah, because sometimes um, when I always think Facebook groups are an amazing place to find like an online community, because I think um, sometimes if you have very judgmental friends, they may not necessarily um, talk badly about their body or anything. But then if you bring anything up, there are a lot that are just judgmental, not the best to have that kind of conversation um, with, which one, probably time to get some new friends. Um, if they're like that but two like having like you said like building that online community finding other people that you can talk to about these things that understand what you're going through mm. um, have not a similar lived experience because obviously everyone's different but say if you're experiencing weight stigma or if you're going through like the non-diet approaches and you're starting intuitive eating having people that understand that can be really helpful because one not everyone understands it because they don't experience it they don't know anything about it so because it's going against the norm for them with intuitive eating 
they're going to be like, well, I don't want to do this. I uh, just think you're crazy kind of thing. So having like some people that you can talk to about, it can be really, really helpful. Um, so yeah, I think the main thing there is if you have friends that are judgmental or if you feel like you can't talk to about these things, <laughs> goodbye, see you later. <laughs> don't need them anymore. <laughs> Try and find some other friends and you can find some really amazing people online. Um, I've made some really great friends online. I've met Lucy online. So uh, <laughs> you can always just find, there's always going to be people out there who understand what you're going through. Um, so you're not alone. And they're ready to take you in with open arms as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm always happy to talk about anything. <laughs> I just love to chat to people. So <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, so just rounding it up. So just to, to put it simply, which is our last little segment. So to put it simply, what are three main things that we need to remember when it comes to improving our body image? So I think the first one is that we will always have bad body image days. Like mm -hmm. there is no amount of, you know, cultivating body appreciation or meditations or affirmations yep. that you do. There will always be something that hits you like a, I don't know. Kind of works. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that's okay. It's it's just good to be able to sort of come at it with a place of self-compassion and go, I am having a bad body image day. And maybe tomorrow I'll wake up and I won't have a bad body image day, but mm. they happen. Yeah, that's really important. Like you said um, earlier on, just talk like having that disconnect. Um from yourself and from the thoughts can just help you to you probably will still feel shit that's inevitable if you're having a really bad day but it will then just help you to not ruminate and then to not hopefully then spiral down and have a bit of a breakdown which if you do completely fine it's just then important to remember that like those thoughts aren't you and one thing that I told my um, client the other day which I thought was really important a good thing to remember the way that you look doesn't change day to day mm. it's your mind that changes that for you so if you I think like if you remember that then on the days where you have a good body image day and the days that you have a bad body image day your body looks exactly the same it's just your mind that changes it obviously mm -hmm. it's different if you suffer with body dysmorphia because I know you may be experiencing as a mental health disorder so you'll be experiencing something completely different but for those yeah. who haven't got body dysmorphia your body doesn't look different on the good days and the bad day so I think for some people remembering that could be helpful because it's kind of like, oh, what am I comparing myself to? I'm comparing myself to someone else who I don't look like. I only look like myself, and that hasn't changed from yesterday. So I think mm -hmm. that's important to remember. Yes, anyway. definitely. Um, number two, um, I think we've touched upon this anyway, but mm -hmm. you don't have to love your body to appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but if we focus on, you know, it's appreciating it, it's functionality, and learning to accept it regardless of size and your imperfections and you know taking care of your body's needs as well so ensuring that you are engaging in health promoting behaviors so having enough sleep eating food that nourishes you managing your stress yep. properly and surrounding yourself with really good social support is another way of looking after your self-care and mm -hmm. that can then also have a knock-on effect on how you feel in your body image too mm. Yeah, I agree. That's a really good one that you said, like adequate sleep, nutrition, stress and social support. I know some people may feel that they're if they stop taking care of themselves and like doing these things and 
putting more emphasis on these things that can then affect their mental health which in turn can then affect their body image that's definitely an important one to remember I love that one and um the last one is that learning to protect ourselves from negative and unrealistic views of our bodies and shifting to this positive outlook it can take time and practice and it takes support but it can be really liberating and it can be so beneficial for our physical and mental health yes I love that that's such a good way to end this wow I love that so much. I've got no other words to put that. That's like a good way of putting it. Wow, thank you for that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us today, um, Lucy. I always love okay. talking about body image stuff and I just love talking to people anyway. But it's been good to yeah. have a chat about this. Um, so if you just want to let everyone know where they can find you on socials and all the good stuff. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram as at bodyimage.nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a website, um, which is lucyjoynutrition.com um I do one-to-one nutrition counseling sessions with people who if they are having some sort of body image concerns or are looking to um approach you know non-diet approaches to health wanting Mm -hmm. to you know all that jazz I'm there um my dms are always open if you want to have a chat about anything and um yeah hope to see everyone there Perfect. Yeah, I'll put all of your information in the like episode description and stuff, so you can just click on the links uh, for all of Lucy's stuff. Anyways, um, yeah, that's it for this week. So thanks for joining me, Lucy. It was great having a chat. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, um, guys. The conversation that I had with Lucy was absolutely insane. I mean, body image is our favorite thing to talk about, so of course it was going to be but anyway um don't forget to join us next week where i'm joined with dr natasha lamy we're going to be focusing on weight stigma and i'm so excited for that conversation also please leave a review and five stars and this just helps spread the word of what we're doing here and i'll be very much appreciative of it anyway i'll see you next week Bye.